One of the podcasts I listen to is uh, Mark Rabin. He does a lean audio podcast. And what he does is goes in and talks through some of the posts that he writes, some of the older ones, including some of the new ones, and just kind of reads through and, and talks through the, the article um, just to make sure people get an, another opportunity to see the article by going through the podcast. So I thought that was a really good idea. So I'm going to try to adopt that and pick out some of the posts and articles on the site and read them off to you. And then um, if you want to ref uh, go back and look at them or read through it or catch something that, that you missed when I went through it, um, you have the opportunity to do that on the site. So the first one I'm going to want to go through was called Tips to Green Your Lean Event. Applying Lean and Six Sigma into your company can have considerable environmental benefits, even if that's not the original intent of the event. The elimination of waste can have a positive impact on the environment through reduced materials, reduced travel distance, less overtime, which would be reduced lighting and equipment usage, and right-sizing containers for material and chemical use, just to name a few of those. You can make an even bigger impact by making sure your event, which could be a value stream mapping, 5S, Kaizen, Radical Process Improvement, whatever your name you call it. Make sure that event is conducted as green as possible. A green event is one that is organized with the goal of minimizing waste and promoting sustainable actions. So on the site, there's a, a checklist you can download. Um, it goes through and, and highlights these different things. So the idea with that is you could um, review that, look it over before your event, and make sure you're trying to do as many green things as you can. And obviously this is not a, a all encompassing list. So if you come up with uh, other ideas, please contact and let me know and I can add to the list. So the first section to go through is called handouts and facilitation materials. First tip would be capture notes using computer and overhead projector instead of writing on the flip charts and easel pads. And that'll save some paper. If you need to write on paper pads, however, you can get the static cling reusable easel pads or smart sheets or wizard paper or wizard sheets. There's a couple different names for them now. They're becoming more popular, but um, instead of the large post-it notepads and flip chart paper, um, that'll also reduce paper. These are uh, things you can just basically post up on the wall and they static cling to the wall and you can write on them with the reusable markers and then you can wipe them off. And so you can roll them up and use them over and over again. And they just sting, uh, cling to almost anything. So they're really nice. Third tip is ordering post-it sticky notes that are made from recycled paper instead of those produced from new trees. So if you are going to use post-it notes, you think that's the best option for the um, event, then make sure that it has some, some amount of recycled paper content. Next would be emailing files and handouts to attendees before the event so they can review on the computer or pull it up in during the event to avoid printing the files. A lot of people are bringing their laptops or their iPads or other devices to events and now they can just access them there instead of trying to estimate how many people are going to show up printing a bunch of stacks of paper and a lot of people don't even look at it or don't even um, reference it and so now that's wasted and if you realize that you really do want to have printouted printout materials and handouts then consider these following tips and these came from Harvard University First is print on paper with recycled content. 100% would be ideal. I think 30% is kind of a, a minimum that you should shoot for. Print only what you need before each day as things will change and may not be needed. So just print the materials for the first day and then um, before the second day you can adjust and decide if you're gonna need additional materials. 
Another tip would be print double-sided to reduce paper usage. Uh, reduce the font sizes, margins, and line spacing to try to reduce paper. Uh, but you still want to make sure it's legible because you don't want people to say, I can't read this and print me off another sheet. Use print preview options to make sure you don't print the wrong pages or ones that are not usable. So always go in and, and check before you print to make sure it looks okay. You know, you don't have something formatted so it goes over to an, ex an extra page or it looks weird or it got resized improperly. So always make that a habit to go in and do a print preview. Use soy-based soy ink to minimize chemicals and toxins. So there are some more greener ink options out there. And if you can print in black and white instead of color, that reduces ink usage. It also is a big cost savings too. If you're conducting a 5S event specifically, we have another guide and I'll probably read off that article in the next podcast uh, around what specifically to do about 5S events. The next section deals with food and drinks. So the first one would be catering food to avoid having participants leave the event and drive to go get food or uh, you know they all go back to their office, they go back to their work, they get distracted and it's hard to get them back corralled uh, in a timely manner. So have the event catered in so that they can all stay in the event activity and sometimes you can use take advantage and kind of work through lunch if you need to. When selecting food options, consider the following. Choose local food catering options so you can minimize your food miles, which is basically how far your food is traveling to get to you, and it helps support the local economy. Also offer organic food options to minimize fertilizers and chemical usage. Offer meat-free or vegetarian or vegan options to reduce the environmental impact of raising livestock. And a good way to do that is to survey the uh, attendees beforehand and find out what their diet restrictions are or their preference are. Offer a buffet-style catering so you can minimize packaging from individual serving options. So I've seen where people all order from a certain restaurant and they all come in with tons of packaging. Everything's, uh, every single item on the, uh, for each person has like three or four little containers and it's a big waste. And then it, it just overloads the whole trash can in the room and it makes a big mess. And it's a lot of trash going landfill. Also provide healthy snacks in bulk to reduce packaging instead of like individually packed items. And keep the energy level high during the event. So don't pick uh, sugary items that people get a quick high and a quick energy burst, but then they'll kind of crash afterwards. So try to uh, pick some healthier options. Provide a water cooler for people to refill their water bottles and encourage them to bring them. Uh, instead of having bottled water, which um, that will reduce the plastic bottle usage. And bo plastic bottles come from oil, so that cuts down on our oil dependency. Provide real so uh, silverware and plates instead of disposable and the flimsy plastic silverware and those styrofoam plates. A lot of times um, catering will bring in plastic uh, tongs and, and those will break or um, the silverware, you're trying to cut something and those will break. So it's kind of annoying for the participant um, and it's um, a lot of trash. Provide cloth napkins to reduce trash instead of uh, napkins. Um, or if you're gonna ha if you think napkins are your best option, then try to pick some that are made from recycled paper. Provide recycling containers in the room for bottles, cans, cardboard, and paper and any other things that you recycle, like glass, uh, 
maybe you could set up something for compost, especially if you have catering and you have food in there. So if something people don't eat everything, then you can collect up a compost bin um, and just have it in that room. So that's good for any kind of leftover food. And then the room selection will be the third thing. So select a meeting location with natural light so you can reduce the amount of lighting you need. So you can just open up the windows and everyone can see outside and it's, um, you're getting in that natural light which really helps with uh, productivity and keeping people awake and going strong. Select a room with updated temperature controls and newer HVAC equipment so you can reduce energy consumption. As people get into the room, there's a lot of body heat that kicks in the air conditioning system. So we want to make sure that we're using that energy in a, an efficient way. Select a room with energy efficient lighting like CFLs and LEDs to reduce electricity usage. Select a location that minimizes the distance traveled for attendees. So looking at where people are located and that could be, you know, internationally, that could be within the, your country, that could be within your city, your state. Um, but just looking at where everyone's coming from and figure out what's the shortest distance for uh, the most amount of people uh, to travel. And that's going to cut down on a lot of fuels and uh, carbon emissions. Or you could set up some way of um, setting up carpools or um, some kind of um, van uh, travel or going as a group so everyone can um, minimize having individual vehicles going to the same place. Also make sure that the lights and projector are turned off when not in use. So this is a pretty common one. People just kind of walk away from the room. They maybe they go out to the floor, they go out to the work area and they just leave the lights and the projector running. So turn those off whenever they're not in use. So those are a couple good tips. Again, that's available in a checklist for you to download on the site. Uh, if you go into the free stuff section, that's where you'll find the, the checklist. And most importantly, explain the green benefits you have integrated into the event on the first day or throughout that event. So people actually realize that you've gone out of your way to try to make the event green and they'll um, probably uh, try to incorporate into their meetings and events. But sometimes you have to point out to them that you, you've done some of those things. It's not quite obvious or people maybe aren't paying attention. So don't just assume they're going to notice the recycling bins or the recycled post-it notes, but point that out to them and say, hey, we got these and we got a little bit of recycled content in them, or we're going to use the um, smart sheets instead of the paper to try to conserve um, paper usage. And the last thing I'll add is one thing you can do beyond just doing the uh, greening your lean events is to actually take some of your Lean Six Sigma activities and focus them directly on projects that will impact the environment. Um, you might have seen the WASTE acronym that we've posted on the site throughout. It stands for Water, Air Emissions, Solid Waste, Toxins, and Energy. So if you look at those five areas and look at your facility and your organization and, and look at what things do we impact the most, and then focus Lean events and projects around reduction in those areas. Um, so that would go above and beyond just having an, a regular lean event or a Six Sigma project team that is greening their events and meetings. So if you have any questions or you have other ideas you think would help green a, um, a typical lean event, um, please contact us through the website at leansixsigmaenvironment.org. Thanks.